Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode one of season ten of the Brunswick Beer Collective. And it is, God, it feels like only yesterday that we were doing season um, nine. But I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon. With me is Ben Wilson. Hello, hello. And with me is Carl Campbell. Howdy. And so uh, we didn't intend this episode in that we expected this episode to be us walking around with a microphone um, and a laptop way too big to be walking around with at Brewers Feast Festival. However, for those of you who have been paying attention, sadly Melbourne, Melbourne got the better of Brewers Feast and the weather meant that they couldn't actually put it on. But we still had an episode to record. So what the other thing that actually happened was that um, Paul and Ben decided on the Saturday of Brewers Feast, um, prior to organising, that they were going to go up to Sydney for the day. Well, Ben was there for two days. Um, Paul, I think, was there for two days. I was meant to be there for a day, but uh, (laughs) thanks to uh, Qantas. So, so, um, Paul, um, I'm going to say drunkenly because it's more fun to say so, uh, booked a a flight up to Sydney. And they did a uh, Northern Beaches pub crew. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you know, while um, Carl and I were actually um, drinking the Brewers Feast beers on that weekend, I get a random message from Paul. It's like, we we should record an episode. We've got these beers. And it's like, um, you know, we we I am Denard. And then it's like, but yeah, and they're going to go off if we don't drink them this week. And it's like, <laughs> for fuck's sake. We were still sober at that stage. We were, yeah. It was the second, second in, the second one in. Yeah. Third, maybe? Third. Yeah. And that leads us to where we are now. And before we get into the, the rest of the crawl, I need to flag the first beer, which we normally wouldn't flag the pre-beer because it's usually something random we find in someone's fridge or, and, or, someone's, or on someone's tap list. But we need to make special note because this episode is going to be devoted entirely to the maker of my favourite beer, Modus Operandi. Or my favourite beer being the former tenant for Modus Operandi, which we'll get to at some point. But right now, what are we drinking? We're drinking the Sonic Prayer, which is a... Uh, it's a limited release. It isn't everything a limited release these days. <laughs> no, no. I find, I find it hard to believe that limited release thing because they it's, released it last year and it's, it's been never, pretty much cool. It's like, never, it's <laughs> never come... Well, it's, it's on the... So it's on the tasting list. When you, mm, yeah. So yeah, most breweries you go to and you say, oh, I want a tasting paddle. Mm, it's mm. either choose which beers you want or mm. they just give you the beers. Mm. So we didn't realise. We thought we'd choose some beers. We only started pouring them. And um, just fine because we pretty much like all their beers. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was sort of on that core range, you know, top six beers <laughs> on the list that get poured on the tasting paddle. It's like, that's not limited release. No. Surely it's just the run out of labels. They're just run yeah, out of I think, <laughs> I think that's different because the – I was going to say, when you see it at bottle shops, the limited all have that gold yeah. band mm. and then the ones that are core range have a different colour so you can mm. instantly mm. recognise yeah. that. And that's the light green one from memory. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not allowed to get the limited releases in cans. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, it's an IPA. It's 6% ABV, mm-hmm. 4.6 standard drinks in it. 946 mil can. We thought they were litre cans. The, the why 946? Maybe. Two pints? I guess so. That would 568 times two. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, 1.1. That'd be more. It's, it's yeah. less than two pints, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, an odd, that's an odd number. How many, how many ounces? <laughs> um, yeah, that's where it'll come from. <laughs> Convert 946 mils to ounces. 
Maybe the 473 um, would be like Imperial. Okay, so I don't know what that Google uh, Google being Google are very useful there. Yeah, because what's 473? That's the Imperial. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a well, an American pint Primary. is just shy of 500. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure it's 473. Mm. Oh, so that's no, two fluid ounces is different than. An ounce is different than an yeah. ounce because you know imperial system. When is an ounce just an ounce, really? It's 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 That's a right. pure, pure philosophical question. No, it's th- it's thirty two ounces. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah. So, moving beyond ounces, and we'll get to get to our own reviews of uh, the Sonic Pre. Gentlemen, tell us about your journey. So, well, your journey was the previous night. Yes. Late, late as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> what it? Yeah, go. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going up. To, I was going up for the weekend, and and how we've been talking about doing the Northern Beaches for a very long mm-hmm. time, um, and just happened to be in Manly that weekend. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last last minute edition was Paul came up and. Um, mm. Yeah, so I had um, some Qantas credit that expired <laughs> on the Sunday, so I was like, oh, I need to do something. Um, and I knew those guys were up in Sydney, so I was like. Uh, you guys, what well, weekend are you guys in Sydney? It's like, uh, the second. It's like, great, the day before my... Because I was just going to go off and basically just do my usual, probably just mm. go by myself and drink in Barrackville mm. and yeah. Newtown, which is yeah. kind of really the only part which of Sydney is, I've ever seen. Which is also, which <laughs> I'm pretty is sure also that's, awesome. That's all that exists in Sydney. <laughs> so it was actually pretty cool to be in Sydney many times and sort of, yeah, we do CBD, Surrey yeah. Hills, Marrickville, Newtown. So it was actually nice to yeah, but, get somewhere quite different. And it got me out of doing prep for a 40th birthday as well, so it was a, <laughs> it was a win. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, my plan was to spend the day, so I had the... Seven, gosh, it was a 7 a.m. flight. So I got in yeah. at about quarter past, quarter past eight. Um, yeah, went straight I, to the bar. On the, on the ferry to Manly and uh, get a call from Qantas Reservation saying that... To, to be fair, this is actually... Um, Understandable. This is kind of one of those shit happens things. One of the international flights, which was I can't from somewhere in the states. I think mm. I think it was LA to Melbourne, but it was a connecting via Sydney. Mm. Had been delayed by a few hours, mm. so everyone on that flight was meant to be on the seven pm flight. Mm. But because that flight had been delayed, they all got preference to be on the ten pm flight, which means that even though I was checked in, I couldn't be guaranteed to be on the flight. And they're like, oh. "Ah, can you can you make the can you make the seven pm flight?" And I'm like, "Well." No, mm. kind of negates the whole point of going to Sydney for a day, 13 hours, if it's now uh, 10 hours. Mm. So I was like, all right, can you can I guarantee? This is what annoyed me. I was like, can you put me up in a hotel? You're going to guarantee if I get to mm. the airport and you can't put yeah. me on the flight, you can give me accommodation for the night. Mm. They're like, oh, we can't guarantee that. It's like the decision of the mm. airport stuff. It's like, well, that's a bit shit. Like, <laughs> Hi, Qantas. Anyway, so I called these guys and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the where the 40th is like they're happy for you to come and stay mm. at their place so I was like cool so yeah called back mm. and chose a suitably <laughs> later flight like oh we have flight at 6am it's like no but given uh, that I didn't get to bed till 4am that's probably really good <laughs> so, so <laughs> you could have just gone straight yeah. could have gone straight to, yeah <laughs> but um but yeah that was that was good and so yeah got to met these guys um so Ben and his partner at about 10.30 and tell me about the journey we went for a Short start? work to get a coffee and then went to Four Pines Manly. Yeah. Mm. Opens at 11, which is a good hour. So mm. basically, yes. we were Sign the first up. customers there. They were still <laughs> like cleaning stuff. And <laughs> Well, it would have been handy about uh, earlier this year when I went up for my collaboration beer. I had breakfast downstairs because they were doing it 
trying to run it like a cafe Ooh. that had all oh, their course. like Calador stuff. Oh. So we started brewing it 4 a.m. So when we had <laughs> breakfast, we we're like, oh, I think we can probably swing a beer. And they had a, <laughs> a breakfast porter on. We're like, makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. What's well, a different no, range of beer? Yeah. That's the core range. But yeah, the Calador mm. stuff is actually different depending on whether you go upstairs or downstairs. That's you have really to eat cool. downstairs. Yeah, because so I went there and it was like, oh, I can... Because at the end of the pub crawl, just before the 40th, it was like popped in. It was like, because I didn't really need to use the toilet, to be honest. It was like, well, you know, I'd be rude to use the toilet and not have a beer. And then mm. some pineapple or something or other on it. It was like, oh, I'll have that. And they're like, oh, where's your table? So I don't have a table. It's like, oh, you need a table. It's like, uh, no, it's fine. I've already been to three to three, three, four pints is drinking. I don't feel like I really owe you anything more on the money front there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we did that. Then we got on the uh, bus and did the what did that one hour and six minute yep. bus ride to um, it's a long way Four Pines Newport you guys really did a Four Pines crawl didn't <laughs> yeah, you yeah we only missed yeah. out on what, what might uh, yeah. the bread and beer place I was, was yeah. going to say you, you know that they're, they're no longer independent right yeah so that was meant with that's, a, that's why they can like, afford so many different um, yeah. so many yeah. different venues yeah. but yeah that, that was um, that was cool it was more like a just kind of pubish and Still relatively early, wasn't it, did, by then? It was about yeah, it was pretty quiet. Did, yeah. did that have different colour doors? Yep. It had a couple, had one the same. It had, you know what it had, Chris? It had the Guava the, Goza? Yes. No, it wasn't the Guava Goza, it was... It was, yeah, it was this year's Guava Goza. Bullshit, they're yeah. actually... They so actually it again. Well, it's almost like people have been parroting on about it. Yeah, yeah but it was the entire months. year. But it was yeah. a single keg, I believe. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you better not be bullshitting me. <laughs> but it was. No, I remember seeing it going. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're that's, right. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the one that, that Chris wants. And then I, looked, yeah. I went to check it in and I was like, oh, 2017 version. Yeah. There you go. They're, they're listening uh, to you, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think I mentioned that, or maybe I didn't, that at, I was at the Goose Island, because uh, there are so many Goose Island events, at the Goose Island donut and beer matching night, and the dude from Four Pines arrived. And I, I made the initial um, chit-chat and then I immediately went in for the kill and was like, so, when are you going to make the guava goza again? <laughs> he was a little taken aback, which I'm okay with. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so after after going to the 18th Four Pines venue... Yeah, I think they had, they had a couple of killer doors at each one, two or mm. three. Um, yeah, so after that we got a much shorter bus ride. Um, to I can't believe you took buses. As yeah. a Melbourneian, that really freaks it me out. It was strange. Um, you know, and we were sitting on the back, <laughs> the back row with some tea, so it just felt like we were like 12 years old again. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, we made a short bus ride to Motus, um, which was the, 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 the Motus of really excited. Yeah, that's it. We were so excited to go there. Um, Tell so me what of it's course, like. we got the two cans. Mm-hmm. Knew one of them had to be former tenant. Of course. But and yeah, it's, it's a cool space. Like, it's just, it's your typical, you know, warehouse, industrial mm. era area some tables set up mm, mm. brewing equipment that you can have a look at but yeah, it was really good um, you know, all the core range they had a few limited releases there was a McGavin's McGavin's what was that was it, it was a lemon lemon, lemon ale something yeah that was interesting well, I don't know if it was a lemon ale yeah is it like the lemon melon whiff from no. Four Pines which no it was, um, it was, it was, it was very lemon pale it was very lem- lemony yeah so, a huge fan of that one um, but obviously, yeah, Future Factory, and then you think we had a paddle of the six core range, except for the okay. except for the pale, which is the only thing I've ever had, which is surprising. <laughs> yeah, we, we, none of us had had the pale. You always you always get that when you have a you have a mm. beer and you're sort of like, 
oh, wait a minute, I have definitely had this, and then you accidentally get it, and it's like, oh, it turns out I haven't had it at all. Right. Kyle, have you ever had the pale? I have had the pale. but the, So you're the only the, one. The thing is, I don't really rush out to seek it, because yeah. well, you go into a place that has the pale, and they've got the former tenant, and most yeah. likely the sonic like, prayer. Exactly. And, and you're like... Why would I buy the pail in this situation? Yeah, so I think we were, so we didn't realise most of the places, all the places we went to, the tasters were basically, you choose what beer you want and hmm. maybe if it's a really special one, you have to pay a little bit extra, like hmm. an extra dollar per pour or extra two dollars per pour, which I think is the way to go. But uh, the Modus, their tasting paddle is like the top six beers on the yeah, list. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we'll have two tasting paddles and we'll get ready to choose what we want. And then she starts pouring one. It's like, ooh. And I'm like, oh, you know, you've already poured like two of them. We're not going to let the beer away. So we'll just get one tasting paddle mm. and like two pints of the, of the other ones we haven't tried. But what we did realise is it's really small. Like, yeah, I don't know how they produce so much beer out of there it's, um, compared to some of the other they places. Never sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know, um, well, I know we've, also, we've always said that, you know, maybe they're a... They're, they're a potential takeover target. Mm. I think I've seen how small they are. Probably not. I, I didn't think they'd be so small. They're really small. But I guess that they act big. They um, act big and they've got a big here. following. Mm. It's the big thing. Thanks to the former tenant. Yeah. I think that's, I guess, why we don't see their beers as much as we would mm. think yeah. and probably why they're more expensive. Well, so, yeah. yeah, and as soon as they come out in Melbourne, you know, usually within a couple, like, a couple of weeks or, you know, whether it's a former mm. tenant or whatever else, that... It's pretty hard well, to find. Because well, a fucking can costs fourteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, I picked up a can of the Future Factory today, and I was actually really surprised to see it still on shelves. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. The the what was it? The Gadzooks and mm. the mm. Uh, what was the other one? The Tropical Thunder. No, tropical. Oh yeah, that we we had that, mm. that um, bit deluxe. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, those yeah. two. They came and went straight away. I, I got into went into beer mash like two days after they'd come out and they were like oh we've only got one of them left <laughs> I went up to Carwin like the morning of they got like after they got the delivery and then it was like stacks high and I was like okay that's a bit ridiculous and I, like you know I was so worried I'd miss out I think I went back two days later and that was all gone so yeah it moves pretty quickly yeah well there was a the time I went to slow beer and I can't remember which one of their beers they had that I wanted to try and Mm. It was there on the you know shelf next to the next to the cash register on on the mm. desk there, and I went and take it, and they're like, "Oh no, you're not allowed to buy that." What? I don't know why. It's like, do well, that. Why it's like oh yeah, these are pre-ordered. It's like, but then don't, don't put it where I can see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tease like, me. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was cool. Then we went to Nomad. Nomad. Yeah. And then the weather started to turn. So yeah. we we were yeah. At least we weren't alone in the weather turning. But Nomad was really More Uber, cool. less, less buses. What really impressed me about Nomad was that they have the um, a lot of guest beers. Mm. But interesting guest beers. So they had, you know, like a Beaver Town, and a Smoked Porter, then a Stone Beer. So it's about mm. three or four guest taps. Because they're, they're importers of, um, of beer mainly from the US, I think. Um, yeah. So it's no sort of like the yeah uh, experience it is yeah. the distribution company. But yeah. Did not realize that. So we walked into a room and it was like, oh, okay, let's have a, see what beers you've got. And I was like, there's Prairie, there's like Beaver Town, there's like <laughs> Stone. It's like, like holy crap. Yeah, it's really that's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's a really good setup. It's a pretty relaxed atmosphere, but the staff are really friendly and know their stuff. So um, for me, it's probably one of the better mm. venues for the day. Um, and but, yeah. Um, oh, that was cool, and yeah, we crashed our, what was it? 
Oh yeah, the boxing Christmas, Christmas party. Like, boxing like Muay Thai club Christmas party, and yeah. um, just got a man time for the uh, awards. <laughs> <ceremony>. <laughs> As you do, of course. I mean, the, uh, the amount of um, like boxing Christmas party things, Kyle and I crashed while you guys were oh, like, you know, That was, was good. You know, left out. Boxing, it was just yeah, like yeah. boxing. Yeah, it, 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 look, Sydney, you know. So that was cool. And then afterwards, we took a bit of a break from beers because a guy you met on the ferry on. Well, we, know, we, had to, we went to Four Points. Was it? That was four points first. Yeah, yeah it was four yeah. points, wasn't it? Yeah. What, the 18th Four Points? Yep. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, so the Brookvale Truck Bar. I really like the setup of Which this. Is it's awesome. It's easily, what, yeah, what, it's my favourite. What, what is the brewery? So, I mean, well, that's their main brewery. So, okay. rather, so rather than the other ones where they're more in a shop front, this is in the a warehouse. The other ones feel more like, yeah, mm. bars. Yeah. Whereas this feels like, yeah, yeah, again, warehouse, brewing, mm. lots of brewing equipment. But it's just the way they've got it set up and, like, you know, the lighting and the way the board is, it feels much more a bit cool, I mm. guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a the best better set up version of Mountain Goat out in Richmond. Yeah. Because like, it's got mm. the upstairs, it's got a bit more stuff to do than just like here's the bar, here's like areas to sit a couple down. of seats. Yeah, mm. really good vibrancy. And the, so the bar's on the back of a truck, so mm. that's why they call it the, the truck bar. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Is that the last stop? Uh, no. So this will say what I was saying. Is there another? Mo- is there another four? No, points? it was a Manly Distilling Company, which really? is pretty much literally behind mm. Four Points in Brookvale. Okay. And, uh, and uh, like behind Four Pines in Brookvale and in front of another Four Pines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually renamed the Southern Four Pines. <laughs> Amazing. But um, that was really cool. That had been open for six months, I think. Uh, I think a typical story of two people who weren't in the distilling mm. industry but wanted to do it. So they sat down and talked us through. They've only got Jill and... Jill. <laughs> Gin. Um, vodka and not not moonshine, but it is yeah, moonshine. I love moonshine. What will they call it? They'll call it something else. Like yeah. it's technically not moonshine, but it is their precursor to whiskey, which they will have mm. when they've been around longer than six months. Uh, um, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Cane cane spirit, something like that. That was pretty cool. So the two owners actually, so one of the owners was talking to us and he was mm. having a chat, and then he had to go off and do one of the tours. So his wife, who's the other owner, came. She also designs all the labels. She came mm. and she talked us through, and it's the whole thing about using native botanicals mm. and different ingredients and trying to just do interesting things. And yeah, that we like some really interesting things. stuff. So, not beer related at all, but yeah, yeah very, very cool. Everything is beer related. They also do a tasting paddle, which is handy. <laughs> <laughs> what you want after like five venues already? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, any more venues or is this no, well then we went to the 40th and drunk a lot of Four Pines yeah. and, and these <laughs> and another Four Pines venue these almost didn't make it back uh, for drinking the, the cans that you're pointing at yes, yes sorry the cans that's right you can't see <laughs> <laughs> so we'll carry them around I was carrying them around in this hessian bag Oh, it's yeah. actually an old grain bag, I think. Yeah, you um, make it sound like you're a hobo. Yeah, you're sack and a shoulder. I don't know, shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> and we're at Novad, and I went to put them off the table, and I thought, oh, I won't put them there, they might roll mm. off. So I put them on the ground next to us mm. where we're sitting. Like, I bet you I forget that. And then we're at, like, we're at Four Points. So he's like, where are the beers? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, luckily the uh, the boxing club were very polite and decided not to take them with them. So. Which, well, I don't think you guys could have survived that. Fight no, if no, exactly. yeah. no, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> no, no offense. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Going back a step. 
So we are drinking the Sonic Prayer from Modus Operandi, which is not limited release, we don't think, but it says it on the label. But then again, the label is pretty much like, it looks like it's been, you know, it's used for everything. Yeah, they did a grapefruit Sonic Prayer at one stage. Snap. That would have been good. <laughs> Except for the former tenant. Except for the former tenant. It's a <laughs> its own label. Yes. All right. Um, could people tell me what people are actually saying? Or at least, I'd like, you know, for those who aren't on Untapped right now, um, what do we think about this? Um, oh, this is, for me, one of the best IPAs going around in Australia. Um, it's, I suppose it tastes, today it's tasting a little bit different because mm. it is in a can, portrait from the... Um, from the tap at Modus, mm. so it's probably not as carbonated as you would expect, but all the other flavours are still coming through. So right. it is loving it as usual. I do agree that um, I've had it before, and I expected it to be more carbonated this time. Mm. I mean, you've got to expect. Yeah, it's always going to happen from a cannibal, and mm. like it's one of those things with this. It's a really refreshing change of pace when. Mm-hmm. Most of the IPAs you're going to find now are Nipahs and they're really juicy, <laughs> low bitterness. Wait, wait, they're Nipahs? Yeah. Oh, what uh, is this Nipah you speak of? You'll, you'll see. You'll learn, my child. <laughs> <laughs> you might see one or two around. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's nice when you have like a good, just a really well-made IPA. Mm. Like it's got a bit of fruit from the hops, but like real good whack of bitterness. Mm. A bit of fruit, but not a um, bit of fruit. Yeah. I would like more people to go back to actually just trying to make good IPAs rather than attempting failing at making New England IPAs. <laughs> All right, make uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Fail, but make yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Make both, yeah, actually. That's, that's a much better... Do All try right. experiment. That's All right, good. All right. Tell me what, what people were saying about it. Okay, well... Uh, Tom at Caboose. Uh, smells like weed. Four stars. Good reason. Well, I guess any hoppy beer should technically kind of smell like weed. Mike G at uh, Location Unknown. Still the best of the Modus regular range. Fruity hop hit, subtle malts, and the body to carry it all. Five stars. That could describe anything. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa in Doubleview, purchased at Scarborough Cellars. Citrus with a hint of summer fruit, cloudy, hoppy, and a perfect finish to Friday. Exclamation mark. 4.25. Just the one exclamation mark? Just the one. Uh, Tom M. at Ascot Vale. Quintessential IPA. Well balanced with good bitterness, almost dry in how crisp it is. Fucking brilliant. Four, four stars. Nice to do. Four badges. Oh. Whoa. Jeez. David B. at the highway. I always forget how fucking good this is. 4.5. <laughs> Yep, Brett G. Uh, what a nice IPA. Not too aggressive. Citrus, tropical, yum. Yum. And 4.25. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to find a bad... There, yeah, there are a few people that have given it... This is like a 2.75 some guy here, but um, can, you re- can you really ever accurately rate a beer that you've had at Heartbreaker? Uh, I mean, what state are you in when you're at Heartbreaker? <laughs> it depends on what's on the jukebox. <laughs> uh, for those playing at home, Heartbreaker is this really cool dive bar in the city. Um, uh, in Melbourne, obviously. Go on. I like this one. Uh, Mark B at Farside Beers. Off the back of the Future Factory, this is not as punchy as I remember, but still good, but still good. <laughs> well, we'll get to the Future Factory later. Four right, stars. Right. Okay, this one is just... I. Charles M. Purchased at Ackland Cellars. Roast Kent Pumpkin with cinnamon honey and thyme sprigs. This is... Tastes like the holidays. 
Um, Forster. You, like that, t- that sounds like he's like drinking a roast. <laughs> There's nothing like what this beer tastes like. <laughs> do, 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 you, do you think that he's just, he accidentally wrote his shopping list down there? And then it's like, right, we'll, we'll just leave it there. It's fine. So I'm giving it four stars. Yeah, it's um, it's everything that we said. It's really delicious. All right. Um, four, four stars. It doesn't get more because it's nothing special mm. as so different, but I mean, that's kind of four stars is just, it's a yeah, really good example of what a solid IPA should be. Benjamin? I gave it four stars last time, and I'm giving it four stars again. And I'm the same as Benny. I'm also going to go four stars because I don't know what I'd do to fault it. I mean, the the uh, the aftertaste is a bit, it's a bit stronger than I remember, but I think that's only because it's like in the carbonation. Yeah, yeah, I okay. agree. So that is that beer, which means we have two more to go. And you, you, you know how that uh, you have like certain beers that you know maybe 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 you wrote a really a really really loving article um, in Froth um, Craft Beer Magazine about, um, and you know maybe you've never heard anything from um, Modus Operandi uh, about said article, and then maybe you're a little bit hurt about it, but you still like the beer. Anyway, right now we're drinking the former tenant red IPA <laughs> from Modus Operandi. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, th- th- there's a lot of grinning involved. I have a can of this in my fridge, um, usually at all times, just for, the, just for those moments where you really need one. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of other red, I- red IPAs out there. Um, some of them are great, some of them are not. But this is still my favourite. Anyway, I'm biased on this. You know, there's three variants of this. What? Yeah, I didn't, that's all they, that. they did a Lark whiskey barrel-aged version. They put it on nitro, and they also did a grapefruit version of it. Well, I can skip the grapefruit one, but the, uh, <laughs> the whiskey barrel the one. That's interesting. Uh, so, uh, it's, the, it's the obvious thing. Um, I'm just going to start with something more sim- simple here. When did everyone have their first former tenant? Yeah. Gab's in 2015. Well, it's like you've researched this. Or you just looked up on the tab. No, no, my brother had been up in Sydney and had tasted it and was telling me about it. And then they, for some reason, even though they weren't distributing in Victoria, they had a stand at Gab's. Mm -hmm. And so we stopped by there and got full glasses of it. And he was like, trust me, it's worth it. (laughs) And he was right. And then I was really upset because you just couldn't get it in Melbourne after that. No! <laughs> Sad times. Like but I awesome to, times. I had to do... Uh, there's a cannibal delivery service that's mm. based up in Sydney. And I had to use that like one year for Christmas to be like, I'm going to buy a stack of can- cannibals of former tenants. <laughs> This is the only way I can get it. <laughs> and I'll justify it by giving one away as a present. That's crazy. But I like it. Um, ben? 2015 as well, um, I believe. I could actually look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember having it at the Owl House. I don't know whether it was one of the festivals or not. But, yeah, I remember having it and loving it. And then it being on, what was it, the uh, when they were doing the... Pots yeah. for pots, which which is what my which is what um which is what my article that appears in Froth, which is a really loving article about this beer, um uh, it mentions also as you were, 
And I, I remember because I was working that night there and I was pouring beers and everyone was coming up and getting it and I'm like, just got to make it through to the end of the night and then that's, that's the first beer that I'm having. And I remember I finished and the other guy I was working with at the time poured it for me and got about three quarters of the way through mm. and, it, and it burst. I was like, oh, thank God, at least I got one. <laughs> Paul? Yeah, well, I've clearly had a lot that I haven't checked in because I know I've had this beer more mm. than five times. But um, first one was 25th of October 2015 mm. at the local tap house. Ooh, local tap house of all places. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what I would have been doing there, but because usually, yeah, you don't often go mm. in there, so it's kind no, of. No, because it's a really long way from the comfort of the north. A memorable occasion, but. As we would do. Exactly. I can't remember what this occasion was. But. All right. But, um, yeah. Um, what are other people saying about it? And obviously, don't tell me the bad reviews. <laughs> there aren't any, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they better not be. But has anyone found any actual reviews? I well, mean, there's loads of reviews. There's even highlights. Yeah, there's just there's stacks upon stacks. Oh, whoa! What the hell? Ben F. Point two five. Whoa! He also earned the newbie badge. How? How is that the first beer you've He's only had seven badges. He's only had seven mm. beers. What are, what are his other... Uh, other oh, Modus? Like he Modus. he okay. tasted it at Modus, so you can't really, like, fault, that fault it from Lions. No, like he's he, given most of their beers five. Yeah, he thought the Future okay. Factory was great. Sonic Prairie gave two and a half. Wow. Wow, that, that is it's awkward. That, that, that doesn't make sense. How could you think the Future mm. Factory was a five and the Sonic Prairie was only 2.5? I, wow, and, that's and not realize that was the he was he also is. consuming other substances whilst drinking beers. Let's let's not judge him. We, <laughs> we all have bad untapped days. Uh, Go on. Well, I mean, one check in before that was on the second of December this year. Oh man, uh, Dan B at Bar Josephine. Oh man, this is a good beer. Mm. A really nice hint of toffee, burnt caramel, and tropical fruit hops. Five stars. Whoa. Uh, oh, Andy C at the Durham, thirtieth of November. My first taste of craft beer a year or so back. First time on tap, bloody lovely, 4.5. And it is true, there's something kind of magical about having it on tap versus having it Seems to be the trend. Cans. Uh, lovely as always, mm-hmm. yeah, always delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like always a winner. Like a lot of those American beers that we have and we get excited mm-hmm. and it turns out there's like been 20,000 check-ins over the past five years of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, oh, no, this must be a limit. Yeah. Oh, no, they make it all the time. So I think this, <laughs> this is kind of uh, the stage where we begin with, with yeah. the beers we're drinking today. They've been around for a while. People like it. No regrets yeah. option when, when in town. Yeah. The Sea at Farside Beers on the 24th of November. A classic. And free. 4.25. <laughs> Both of those things work out in everyone's favour. Grizzam at the Winston. Big, red, beautiful, still top five for me. Five stars. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, everyone likes it. And it's, it's, it everyone except uh, Ben T. <laughs> well, Ben W. <laughs> ben, I'm sure you're having a hard day. Please go back and try it again. What's its average? Uh, it must be high. Yeah. Uh, 4.09. That's, that's, that's high. Anything about yeah. four is... I think the Sonic Prairie was four as well. Mm-hmm. Just under. Because that's surprising to me. There must be some awful reviews of it in there because mm. so many of them were five stars, 4.5, 4.75. All right. Uh, what do we think about this, keeping in mind the article I wrote for Frothings? <laughs> Hate it, you know, 0.25. Though. Look, I can throw you <laughs> off this balcony right now. <laughs> 
4.25 for me. It's right. it's really good. It's again, I guess it's a kind of like the Sonic Prayer. It's a <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's meant to be a. This is what mm. people are saying. What's a red ale? Yeah, have this. Or what's but, a red IPA? Red ale. Red IPA. Sorry, red IPA. Red IPA. Um, but yeah, but it is just yeah. You always whenever you see it, it's like yeah, got to get one of those. It's yeah. just a great beer. Um, to to the point where I think when we were at the last Chiathlon and we're at the Cullen Cellars and they had it on. Was it Cullen Cellars? It was. It yeah. was. Yes. And, and I think ben, ben and I looked at each other and said, well, we don't need another beer. We have to get the Formula 10. No, no. no. I, I came back from buying a beer in the fridge and then I said, oh, what are you drinking? He said, the Formula 10. I was like, did not know that was on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this back now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carl and I are sharing like, you know, 150 mil pours of like $20 beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, we were like, oh, it's, that's only the, the third venue. We shouldn't do Imperial stats, but let's do Imperial yeah. stats. <laughs> but funnily enough, well. the former tent's probably better beer, beer than both those beers we had. Yeah, Ooh. true. Um, Carl, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm a 4.25 as well. I love this beer. Like, big malt, big hops. Super caramel. It hits a lot of boxes for me. It's clear that my uh, early check-ins of it were before I realised how how much scale would factor into <laughs> Untapped because I've mm. got it down twice as a five. Mm. And although I still love it and I think the same as those reviews, there's yeah, beers the, that are clearly yeah. above this. Yeah, one of these in <laughs> Which is always awkward. Um, Benjamin? This makes me happy. Um, and I'm going to copy everyone else and go 4.25. A wise move, which is not one I'm going to take. Is this the elusive 5 from Chris? No, this is a 4.5 for me because I don't want to be in that situation where... <laughs> what, you know, what, what if the luck whiskey barrel one is a four is like a 4.75 or a 5? And it's like, well, where do I go if I've already... What if the time? grapefruit one was a 5? <laughs> you <laughs> could drink it. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be I, worth it. I, I, sure. I, would risk the, I would risk the medical implications. Um, it's, it's a beautiful beer, and I would gladly drink it as often as I possibly could. Um, there are a lot of other red, red IPAs out there, and a lot of them have tried this sort of similar style, and a lot of them succeed quite well. Like, you know, I would gladly, you know, get six pack of the Butcher from Co-Conspirators. Yeah, the Gunjim. Yeah, from, the, the Gongin. Uh, yeah, the Gongin from Bodrigi. From Bodrigi, I had that yesterday. Or, like, hell, if I could find the Akbar from... Um, uh, oh, from Noisy Minor. Yeah, Noisy Minor. Um, then, the, you know, they're both... They're all great, great red IPAs, but the former tenant is still, you know... Exactly. Ben is holding up, holding it up like um, Simba from uh, Lion King, um, and that's pretty pretty accurate, I think. So I'm going four point five, and now we should move on to the last. Beer. So while Paul is pouring our last beer, um, Ben brought up a very good point around. So we bought, or they bought cans, or the things from the like fancy can machine. But where do these come from? So yeah, it's pretty cool that they. Um, they fill them for you on the spot, um, mm. unless they've got them in the fridge. Um, but yeah, so they put, put them straight from the, pretty much straight from the tap, um, and then they use the well, what was an old soup canning machine, um, so to put the top on and, mm. and lock it down. Um, yeah, and it's actually quite cool just watching the whole the whole soup process. Soup canning machine, soup can, which is kind of cool. Yeah, soup from a can. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, the guys at Kuinda, I was talking to them, it's not as unlikely as it sounds 
Because they bought an old, like a, not just for cannibals, but for proper, like, production canning line. They brought their machine from an old fruit farm. Mm, okay. And that used to do, like, stuff for SPC, and they've just mm. kind of jerry-rigged it to do beer cans. What's, like, half the brewery putting out there is a little nook? Yeah, little, little yeah, tanks. yeah. Well, I was, I was, stuff, I was yeah. telling them that they should have just kept it normally and done their beers in, like, fruit cans <laughs> <laughs> and had like still have the pullback kind of like how Colonial does that would be yeah, with like wider cool. cans <laughs> alright now we need we jump on to the last beer which is also Modus Operandi but it is not actually made from that can machine no um, they um, so I think yeah as I said earlier they don't um, the, the limited releases you can't get yeah in um, cannibals cannibals or whatever I mean they didn't have the regular cans mm. for sale so but I think the reason we actually asked, we're like, uh, well, not you know, trying to be difficult, just like, what, what's the reason? And it's like, yeah, like, because Limited, we like, they had a ke- one and a half kegs left. Okay. And if someone really wants it, like, they can just mm. still get a four pack out of the fridge. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> so what is this beer, this limited release beer that's actually limited release, not like the Sonic Pro? Which so is unlike the other two, this has a description. Hey! <laughs> so it's a uh, double IPA, 8.5%. What's it called? Future Factory. And one thing we didn't realise until we went to the... So we've had this before, but mm. when we got to the brewery is... Um, the lo- so the, chalk, the chalkboard had your beers. This has got, like, the factory logo, factory records, oh. like the yellow and black stripes, and I'm yeah. doing the mm, yeah. signing yeah. with my hands. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's impressive, you know, being here. Um. So, yeah, the future can look dark and unnerving, but this hop-laden, hazy double IPA will prepare you for a journey. So profound and juicy, you won't fear the future because you're already here. So, I mean, that label kind mm. of has definitely notes of uh, Hacienda, Happy mm. Mondays. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Manchester, Mag- Manchester tripping. That's pretty cool. <laughs> to it. All right, uh, first impressions, people, because I think this is the first time I've actually had it. Oh, really? Yeah. Just that nose on it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that is tropical as... Mm. Well, how often do you see a tropical double IPA? Well, quite a bit, I guess. Not here, though, as much. Yeah. Everyone seems to go tropical, then goes for the juicy or the, mm-hmm. that, that sort of mid-strength IPA that mm. people have been going for. Well, last or, year, that was kind or, of the or trend. Or hmm. yeah. yeah, well, a lot of the... Um, There's two or three of the Brewer's Feast beers that mm-hmm. we had at mm-hmm. Tap House. That were, yeah. You know, Kaiju had a tropical pale ale, mm. and Kuinda had a... Oh, was, was it Kuinda? a passion, passion fruit yeah. IPA? That... And yeah. and of course, was it? Ah, oh, the ah oh, the stockade the, the reef. Oh yeah. The, the, like. Cold reef suntan pale, mm. Mm. but it just. Not in a bad way, but, you know that smell you get from that like the coconut suntan lotion, mm. it tasted like that. <laughs> it was real weird, but it, it was, was real so strange. Yeah. But, and, of course, we had the, the co-conspirators one, which was... Oh, uh, yeah, the mango pineapple? Yeah, yeah mango pineapple something yeah, or Yeah, oh, which yeah, was so many colours that weren't, um, like, <laughs> real. But it had, like, this really weird kick at the back. So anyway. I suppose something people can say, but it's not about this beer I'll mention now <laughs> before I forget, is because um, it's actually relevant for once. We're not telling people about something that happened in the past. Hmm. Is that co-conspirators are turning one. They're turning and one, yes. If you listen to this episode before Saturday, mm-hmm. when it's released, um, I know Saturday week. 
Oh, next week. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, you would have missed it. Uh, uh, well, it's their their first birthday. Their first birthday on um the, on Saturday week. So the eighteenth. Yes. 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 Sorry. 16th. Yes. Yes. 16th. Yes. Two weeks. Yes. So so yeah. Yes. So if you're listening right now, um, make sure you get down. Don't come. We will us, be there. Um, well, I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick my head in for a little bit. Got work that night, but poor bugger. You know, um, it's hard to turn down <laughs> all of the co-conspirators' beers, and then also the rest of the taps filled up the garage project. So, oh yeah, you make a good point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, flipping back, we are in Future Factory. Tell me what people are saying about Future Factory. What are people saying? So it's so limited; it doesn't have a label on. Um... Overhyped? <laughs> nope. Worth the accolades. <laughs> Prepared with a fatty piece of lamb which cut through the resin. Absolutely brilliant. That was from Ben S. And he gave it five stars. Snap. Yeah, right. got uh, the V-Man at Royal Albert Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, faint haze with a smooth, um, subdued, tropical, sweet, hot profile and a noticeable, noticeable high ABV warmth. Four stars. I really like that term. High, high ABV, ABV warmth. warmth. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't drink like a six. Um, <laughs> Zach in Cremorne. Uh, oh, yeah, that was last season's gag, wasn't mm, it? Mm, We're in yeah. the new season now. But they all blur together. Um, not bad. Fruity and resiny with loads of smooth malts. Slick mouthfeel. Enjoyable. Oh, ABV noticeable on the back. That's not what you just said, was it? No, that was a different uh, one. Yeah, no, that, that was, was different, different yeah. <laughs> oh, um, consistency, I suppose, is uh, king, right? Uh, John T. Uh, what a special, juicy, happy can of joy this is. Very nice. Exclamation <laughs> point. Oh, that's pretty beautiful. Yeah. You got Don E saying the best Neva I've ever had. Donnie, good work. This isn't. This <laughs> oh, that's why I was reading it out. I, is, I know a few people have said that it's a Neva. It's this is not Neva. Well, that's that's is what they marketed as. They what? Um, in, I think in the initial sort of releases that they put up on their um, on their Instagram, they had. Hmm. You know, them trying to figure out whether to call it a double Nipa or a Nidipa or... <laughs> I, think, I think we will kind of, if we go back to me talking about my US mm. episode, I think we will go, we will reach the stage here where people just stop using the word Nipa. And just call Because it now it's purely a marketing yeah. thing. Everyone's got to have a Nipa. But mm. you get to a stage where you're like, well, is this a Nipa, isn't it? It's... Hell, I mean... And you talk to the guy, the, um, the heady topper mm. dude that, you know, basically invented the Nipa and he's mm. like... I, I, I didn't call this an EPA. Like this was I just made an IPA and it turned out hazy, but it's not. He doesn't think it's a style. So the, yeah, four, well, the four points one the other day, the juiced up yeah. Indian summer ale. It's not hazy was, about it all. We checked calling it an EPA. Yeah, that's not. I mean, it's not a style. It's, in, it's not a style in Untapped. No. All right. Sorry to cut people off, but what do we think about this? Yeah, I mean, it's a. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Just out of curiosity, James O. Uh, no comment, but 2.75. Let's right. find a bad one there. Now let's go back to what we think about this. Yeah, no, it's uh, fantastic. It's, yeah, it's... I don't... It's just, yeah, really that tropical. You smell it, it t- smells tropical, and then you taste it, and it's just enhances what you're already smelling. You get some of those beers where you smell something, and then you drink it, mm, and it yeah. tastes quite different. This, yeah, it tastes like what the smell would indicate. It's... Poppy tropical fruits, very delicious and yeah, unlike all those beers that we have where they seem to drink differently than what the ABV is, I think this is very much feels like an eight point five. Hmm. I can believe that. Yeah, I'm um yeah, I'm giving it four point two five. I really like it. Benjamin? 
Yeah. Um, again, like Modus have hit, hit the mark with uh, the IPAs. Every time they seem to bring out a new one, they like I love them. So um, yeah, pretty much similar to Paul, you can really get the tropical flavours and solid beer. So four point two five. Kyle. Yeah, I think uh, four point two five. It's that tropical, that good hop, like resin bitterness. I I don't like. I get a bit of the alcohol from it, but I wouldn't necessarily pick it as 8.5, like mm. 8 or higher if I mm. didn't know, mm. like, from the start. But it's, like, it's one of those beers that's kind of dangerous to me where I could be like, oh, yeah, some, <laughs> someone's bringing me pints of this and be like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. just like a really nice tropical IPA and then three pints later, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, well, that must be heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, then again, I would do that with the former tenders, and the former tenders seven point eight, and the seven eight point six. Yeah. So, um, I, I agree. I think it's four point two five. It's like it's above your average double IP, uh, double IPA, but it's you know it's I, I could never give it a five. It's just not a five. No, no. I mean, I've definitely had better IPAs, mm. double IPAs. So. Uh, we should uh, well I was about to say we should finish up but the one thing last thing we should mention um, yes if you haven't heard uh, Pirate Life have been bought by uh, Carlton United Breweries not bought by um, AB and Bev but Carlton United Breweries for whatever that means um, yeah. if you listen to our Christmas episode in which in a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks you'll hear us make the prediction at the end of the episode which no. was recorded Last week? Yes, because we're lazy and we didn't want to... But it was quite good. I like that we ended that episode with, by the time you listen to this, four finds will have been... Mm-hmm. Um, Pirate Life will have been taken over yeah. and then two days later. But well, I think we talked about it on the um, on the buyout episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I think the discussions on, you know, mm. beer threads... Mm. <laughs> on beer thread and other, you know, Facebook groups and mm. that, it's... I think it's the first time I've seen a takeover happen where the majority of people be like, yeah... That was we all expected that was going to happen. Yeah. It was surprising to see a comment by someone that was surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. it's like they've always said they wanted to be taken over. This has been their plan forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised more by the putting it under CUB rather than under ABM Bev, which is like technically they're all the same company. Oh yeah, it's all at the yeah. end of the day. There'll be it's reasons for that though. Won't yeah, well, I think there's probably partially that's. You know, A, B, and Bev don't want to be seen to be buying up like a bunch of mm. things in the industry, and this is a way of subverting it. That people will go, "Oh, well, I didn't know CUB was owned by A, B, and Bev." So they, like, they see that as two different buyouts with the four pints. Yeah. Thing. I think. I think the favorite, the favorite comment I saw was that, was someone said, "All I know is that means now I'm going to be able to get Pirate Life at the footy in the airport." Which is a like, great point. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about this, like <laughs> yeah. being able to get throwback. While watching the footy, will be great. Yeah, no more wild yak. Pacific or was it Stadia edition? <laughs> Fat yak Stadia edition. Yeah. Uh, so gonna, long yak. The throwback Stadia edition. I hope not. Yeah. So long yak. Yeah. Well, we hear, um, so how, how much less alcohol can I put in? <laughs> we were. Yeah, we heard that um, Gage Road's got the yes. WA yeah, Stadium yeah. contract, and news came out about a week or two ago that with no beers above five percent or something, mm-hmm. or they all have to be midstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it's it was always going to be the the tough argument but there. With I don't think that's not necessarily a bad thing because no. now they will brew a stadium specific range. It'll mm. I think we'll probably get There'll to see some, we'll probably get to see some of the best 
mid-strength beers, almost diverse range mm. of mid-strength beers we've, we've ever seen. Yeah, I think the good thing about... Well, when you go to the footy nowadays, if you... It's when you're in the stands, you have to have the mid-strength. Mm. But if you go to any of the bars, you can get full-strength mm. beer. So, you know, if I have to go to the bar, you know, at quarter time and I can get a pint of Little Dove and sit there and mm, maybe spend, awesome. you know, half a, half a quarter in a pub watching it on the on the screen and then go back to the stands and have one of their mid-strengths. I'm not going to be really complaining that much. Yeah, cool. So we need to finish up here. Yes, I have to um, be in the city in six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> um, well <laughs> done. my cape. <laughs> so uh, this has been episode one of season 10 of the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been Ben Wilson. Thank you very much. We've been Paul Christoph. See you next week. We've been Carl Campbell. Evening. And I've been Chris Shorten. And we'll talk to you all in a random location next week.